I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, sisters, and I am so excited to introduce you to our next guest on the show today. But before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a free masterclass that I'm doing next Wednesday, that's May 24th at 1 p.m. Central, on the four high-level needs every conscious relationship craves to feel seen, heard, supported, and loved. This is going to be such a juicy masterclass. I've been wanting to do something specifically on relationships for a while. So I put out a post on Facebook last night, and the post goes a little something like this. What if the reason you aren't fulfilled in your relationship isn't so much because basic needs aren't being met, but because higher level needs are not? And those high level needs, those higher level needs, that's what I'm going to be talking about next week for us to find more fulfillment. Because I know that if you are a spiritual person, if you want conscious partnership, if you want to be in a relationship that is something deeper (laughs) than just obligation, I know that you're craving something different. And we're going to be talking about how to actually get that and create that next week. So you definitely want to make sure you check out the show notes down in the comments of today's episode. Sign up for the free masterclass. It's called Four High Level Needs Every Conscious Relationship Craves to Feel Seen, Heard, supported and loved. Who doesn't want those things? <laughs> Definitely make sure that you join me. I'm going to be sending out a replay um, in case you can't make it live. So we're going to have an awesome time. We're going to jam on lots of good relationship stuff and I am pumped. So excited. So today I'm speaking to the lovely Lacey Craig, who is a business mentor and success coach for high performing women entrepreneurs. She has a master's in mental health counseling, which is where we originally connected, and she also has her MBA. She's been a therapist and the director of a large nonprofit, which she's going to be talking about on today's episode, and she's also the proud owner of two successful online businesses and the co-host of the Leading Greatly podcast. It's her mission to help other women build and grow their own service-based business that truly lights them up and gives them the personal and financial freedom and impact they've always desired. She's going to be giving you free access to a quiz, which we're going to talk about in today's episode. Definitely make sure you check out the show notes for that too. And I'm totally obsessed with her website because it's called A Lit Up Life. And who doesn't want a life that feels lit up? So I'm so excited to introduce you to Lacey. Without further ado, here she is. Enoughness Revolution, everybody. I am so excited to be talking with a very like-minded soul. Her name is Lacey Craig, and I'm so excited to have you. Lacey, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Okay, so the first time we talked, we were like, we totally hit it off. (laughs) Because we we have very similar backgrounds coming Mm -hmm. both from the mental health field. So I would love to hear just a little bit from you, like your story of how your background has really shifted you into doing the work that you do now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I, um, was a therapist for a little while and, um, all of my clients were court ordered to six months of inpatient rehab. So like they did not (laughs) want to be there. 
And they all had like a dual diagnosis. So they had a substance abuse disorder and then something else. And so um, I like really dove into the deep end of the pool fast. Uh, and I loved it. But also there were a lot of things I didn't love about therapy. Like um, I felt like, it, you know, we were making progress, but it wasn't in the way that I thought was possible. And I think like some of the boundaries that we have up as therapists, um, you know, make it hard to really connect in certain ways. And I know we definitely talked about like that idea of vulnerability being such a gift that we can give our clients as coaches. And so, um, you know, I had kind of like a long and windy path from there that led me to coaching, but I'm so grateful for having that starting place because it gave me so many tools and so many ways of looking at behavior and knowing things, um, communicating with clients, but also now I get to add this whole piece where I actually get to be like a real human with them. And I think that's where the magic happens. Yes, for sure. And so how did you find business coaching and business mentoring? Oh gosh. So, um, I have had such like a interesting path to get here. So I was a therapist for a while, like I just said, and then I actually got pretty burnt out on that. And so I started um, working at a nonprofit and I actually became the director of a pretty large nonprofit uh, around here. And what I really loved as part of my work, there was like the strategic planning and fundraising we did. And so I actually went back to school and got my MBA because I was like, you know, this is like the thing I'm going to, you know, rise up in the nonprofit world. Great. Fine. And then I would like drive to work every day and have this feeling of like, wow, this isn't like really what I thought it was going to be. Like I'm mostly dealing with like workplace politics, not like changing the world, you know? Um, and I was young and I had a lot of feedback that was like, you have a dream job at such a young age. Like you should thank your lucky stars basically. Um, and so, you know, I just figured I would stick it out. Like, this is how you're supposed to feel. It's kind of crappy going to work, right? (laughs) Uh, And then I had a really big ethical disagreement with the chair of our board of directors, and I literally just quit. Wow. (laughs) Um, Just kind of was like, nope, not into that. And, you know, like having to drive home and tell my husband, oh, I quit today kind of thing. Like, it was very dramatic, but you know, it was so necessary and I'm so grateful for it because that is exactly what I needed to happen. Or I would have just probably stayed for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So I ended up starting another business. Um, and I really loved that, but it still wasn't like checking that box of like world changing fulfillment kind of thing. Um, and then I found business coaching and I was like, ah, you know, it's like the thing where it's like, I get to combine all the stuff I love, like my MBA, the strategic planning, strategy and then also like the mental health and the mindset. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though it was like a windy path, like I just am so grateful because when I look back, I'm like, Oh my God, all of that was like exactly as it should have been. Right. Yes. I mean, I feel like I have such a similar story too. It's like, and I, I talked to a lot of people on the podcast about how they found themselves doing what they're doing now. And you know, everybody kind of has this winding path that doesn't really make sense when you're in it. And it just feels like it's dead end after dead end after dead end. And it's just like frustrating. But then when you finally find this thing that's like, oh yeah, this feels like a sweet spot. You look back on your past and it's like all these little stepping stones that now get to express themselves in a totally different way with what you're doing now. And it's, it's so cool to witness. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think it, you know, the amount of like trust it gives you right. And like the universe yourself, whatever, when you can look back and go, wow, like all of that was for something is like incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like really looking at it from that 
whole big picture perspective, when you hit places in your business or your purpose now, where it's like things don't feel like necessarily quite right, it's so much easier to know that there's something good on the other side of that and mm -hmm. that this too is another stepping block for how something else is going to manifest in your new direction. Yes, I have this belief that I've like cultivated over time and in business and in doing all this and I say it to myself like a hundred times a day, which is everything works out perfectly for me. And like all of my friends joke with me and they're like, how did that work out for you? And I'm like, cause everything works out perfectly for me, but it's really not. It's just because I know that it's for my best and highest good. Whatever's coming next will be the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a spiritual component to that for you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I, uh, left my job, like so unexpectedly, I was just so like, devastated and just not really like sure what was next. And like, basically the way I got through that was like being connected to a higher power, like leaning on the universe, having faith in someone other, someone, something other than myself. And so that experience really built that up for me. And now it's like just ingrained. It's in everything I do. It's this idea of everything works out perfectly because I know that there's something else besides me that I can like trust. Right. Well, I would imagine that that mantra in particular is really helpful when it comes to anxiety or worry or doubt or fear. Yes. <laughs> because what is there to worry, doubt or fear when everything is working out perfectly? Exactly. And it doesn't mean it's working out perfectly this very second all the time, right? It's just like, I know that it's moving toward that or that it will, right? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. totally agree. I mean, that's, that was the thing, right? When I quit, I just had so much anxiety, like, what am I going to do? And actually the really ironic part is I, when I quit, I like thought I was going to get another job. Like I applied to a lot of places. I have two master's degrees and yeah. a ton of experience. I should have done that pretty easily. And I kid you not, I did not get a single interview. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And that was like that first connection point for me of like something greater is at work here because this is bananas. And I have to like take this uh, experience as a lesson and like do something with it. Yes. And I would just like to kind of add a caveat to, to this conversation because I think a lot of times we can assume like when we're hearing this positive perspective on life, which is huge. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy to practice that when you're going through a difficult <laughs> time, right? Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. These mantras and these perspectives definitely help with the anxiety, the fear, the worry, and the doubt. That doesn't mean that you're not going to feel them. Absolutely. It's like you feel them and then you respond with these as best as you can, but it's not like they ever go away, right? Just because I believe everything works out perfectly, it doesn't mean like you know, I didn't get anxious over an email this morning or something, right? It just means that I have like tools to calm that down. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk to you about a lit up life because first of all, I love the name of your website. You. It's, it just gives me such good vibes of, ooh, yes. Like who wouldn't want to feel <laughs> up about their life? Right. So can you tell me the story about how this came to you? Yeah. Um, so like my whole point in starting this business was this idea of like, so I used to drive to work, like I was saying, and just think, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. Like, is this really what this is supposed to feel like? Is this all there is? And so when I left, when all this stuff hit the fan, I just like one of the commitments I made to myself was like to find the thing that like lit me up and actually felt good, not to go back to like this whole idea of like soul sucking yeah, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And so one of my like ways I meditate or connect to my higher power is through running. 
I love to run. And so one day I was running and I got this name, like it just came to me. And I remember coming home and putting it in and I swear it was taken. Like it was not available. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. A couple weeks later I was on a run and it came to me again. And I was like, that has to be the name. And I went back and I checked and it was available. And I'm like, did I hallucinate? Was it not taken? Like what happened? I don't even know. But anyway, at that moment I was like, yes, this is it. (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) So I want to kind of peel back the layers of, and kind of take myself into your client calls while still maintaining confidentiality here. (laughs) Um, When people are struggling to create a lit up life, do you see some themes that prevent people from doing that? Definitely. I think um, one of the biggest ones that I see is just feeling empowered. Mm -hmm. I think that um, a lot of us that had nine to fives previously or, you know, had these other lives, so to speak, Mm -hmm. those experiences can be really disempowering. Like I know for me, even though I was like the director of this agency, like I did not feel empowered a lot of the time. Like um, it was not like living an empowered life. And I think that in building a business, that's almost a non-negotiable because you are like the deciding factor of everything. So a lot of times I think when people aren't having success in business, aren't creating that lit up life they want, like the place we have to start is like, how do you get back in your power? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the shifts that help people do that? I think it's just even noticing what that feels like for you, right? Like, so I think empowerment can feel different to everybody else. Like sometimes it feels really strong. Sometimes it feels like peace, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes we just have to find the little ways we're doing that each day. So one of the like first things I have my clients do is like, let's not like start from scratch. Like, let's just notice where were the places today that you felt powerful and how did that feel when you felt it? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once we identify that, sometimes we can cultivate more of it more easily, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we're not even looking for it because we just aren't experiencing it regularly or we don't know how important it is. Right. So it could be something as little as like, I felt empowered when I like went to the store and bought the shampoo I actually wanted instead of the one that was on sale. I mean, it could be something so silly, but like, great. What did that feel like? How do we apply that other places? Right. Yeah. I mean, I would think like for me, when I first started getting into business, I felt I was in a disempowered trap for a while. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed for me is that where I was getting stuck is that I wasn't trusting myself. I wasn't trusting my judgment. I wasn't trusting the way I wanted to do things. And I kept on looking at what other people had found successful. Yes. I can just replicate that. And so I really tried for a long time to replicate it. And it's, it's like a fine line because you don't have to go and reinvent the wheel on everything. But you do have to trust yourself to know what feels true for you. And when you're in a traditional um, job or even in the traditional life path, there's a lot of layers that I think that we carry of how we look towards others for direction, right? You even look like go to the academic world. Oh, yeah. We're so used to people telling us, this is what you need to graduate. This is the roadmap to get there. This is what you need to make in each and all of these things. And when you start to pursue your purpose, that happens to be something that you actually have to create for yourself because some people are lucky, right? They find jobs that Mm -hmm. are so in line with their purpose. But the thing is, is that you have to start creating the own roadmap yourself. And this is way different than a lot of us have grown up living our lives. Totally. I always say to my clients, like, 
your job is to listen to your intuition and our job is to put smart strategy around it. Right. And like, that is really cool. But also sometimes they're like, wait, what does that mean? How do I know what that sounds like? How do I even find that powerful place? How do I trust my, like there's self-trust being like that key thing that you said. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's almost like that's the layer under being empowered. Like I have to trust myself before I can even step into my power. Like I have to trust Mm -hmm. that I can make um, the right decisions or even that I can listen to my intuition when it pops up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, that's a whole conversation of itself, like (laughs) learning how to hear your intuition, knowing what it feels like, knowing how to heed those downloads, take action Mm -hmm. on those things. That's a big conversation. But what I want to talk about are some of these tips that you are going to share today about how to create joy in life, work, and love, because I'm really interested in this. Well, we've actually already covered one of them, which is stay empowered. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about the empowered piece, but I'd really like to kind of dive in a little bit deeper on the staying part. Mm -hmm. So what are some some tools that you have found successful in your own life to kind of find your way back to empowerment if you get knocked out of it or maintaining it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that for me, it's a couple of things. I think that it's always being at choice. Mm. Right. So it doesn't mean that I don't have to do stuff I don't want to do sometimes, or it doesn't mean that like being empowered means I just like get every need I want met. And I just in this powerful human that's bulldozing everyone else. For me, it's just like, am I at choice in everything I'm doing? When I feel like somebody's making me do something that's against my values or somebody is forcing me into a corner or whatever. That's when I have to go, okay, I don't feel at choice here. What is my choice and how do I get back to it? Mm. And I think that's a big piece in business too. Like you were saying, instead of following, I have to follow so-and-so's roadmap to a 20K webinar or whatever the thing is. Like you can, and there's nothing wrong with that, but are you at choice around that? Or do you feel like you have to do it this exact way or not create the results? So for me, it just kind of comes back to continuing to ask myself like, what's my choice here? What's like the best and highest version of myself going to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's when I'm empowered. It's not that I'm never doing stuff someone else's way or whatever. It's just that I'm making the choice to do it. Right. Yeah. I think choice is huge. Absolutely. It's like one of the biggest components to feeling and staying empowered. Mm-hmm. There's an activity that I usually do with a lot of my clients and it's kind of like a window pane analogy of where, you know, we look through these different lenses or these different pains and that directly impacts the way that we feel or how disempowered we might feel. And that's (laughs) not always the truth. So when we feel like we're disempowered, really challenging that that is the only way that you can look at this situation and asking yourself what your choice is, that gives you a way to look through a different lens and not feeling so stuck. So Exactly. Like even when I think back to like that day that I left my nine to five, like that's when I took my power back to a certain extent because I realized like I was at choice, like I don't have to do this unethical thing. Like I'm going to actually take my power back here and say no to that. And like, sure, there was consequences (laughs) from that. Mm -hmm. But like the at choice piece was like the thing that I look back on the most. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, I know for me, like when I'm feeling stuck, I'm choosing to be stuck. Oh yeah. Right. (laughs) Which is hard to admit, but it will also shift me out of it. So, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about getting attached or getting detached. Yes. I really feel like, um, 
if I look back on my business and like why I've been able to create success in business, like one of the key components is just like being really detached to it looking a certain way. Mm. So for me, like it doesn't mean I'm like detached from my business and I don't care about it or how my clients are doing or whatever. I'm so attached to how I show up, right? But I'm really, really not attached to the ways that those outcomes manifest themselves. Like I'm not a huge fan of like strict goal setting Mm -hmm. or things like that. I mean, I like intentions. I certainly like having a thing to work toward, but um, I think when we do this thing to ourselves where, you know, we just pick a random number, like I have to make 10 K this month or I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. We get so attached to that, that like it clouds all of our judgment. We don't show up in the same way. We don't serve in the same way. We don't, um, really bring our best and highest self. But when we're like, I'm really attached to sharing my message and serving and getting excited about all of that, all of the results come really easily. But, um, for me, like being really detached is what helps me manifest things and create what I want because I just think about it as like Gabrielle Bernstein says like this or something better, right? It's not like this thing this way, no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think more than anything, like the goal, the goal is great to have some clarity in like the direction that you're going in. But what I like to focus on are all the little things that are going to get you to that goal. Yeah. That's what you have control over. Like you have control over like how you show up of giving value of connecting Mm -hmm. with people, building relationships, of really showing up for yourself and your impact that you want to make. And I really do think that if you're doing all of those things, the goals come. Exactly. And, and often better than you could have even expected because you were focusing on the, the other things. Um, do you, have you read Mike Dooley's Leveraging the Universe? Love that book. Best book ever, right? Oh, so, uh, so, you know, he talks about the triangle exercise, which is like you're that. half of the triangle, the universe is half. Like, I feel like detachment for me is like focusing on my half of the triangle. So it's like, yeah. I know what I want. I know what I need to do to get there. And I'm going to get really unattached to how that shows up. I'm just going to keep showing up, right? And trusting that the universe is going to do its part to help you reach that goal. Yeah, exactly. I've actually mentioned that book several times in the podcast and that exercise in particular because (laughs) it was so transformational for me. Same. Everyone I talked to, I'm like, you guys, you got to try this because it just helps you get so clear like of realizing, first of all, that you're not in control of all of these variables that need to happen for this goal to be realized. And for me, once I kind of went through this exercise, it was kind of like a relief of like, so the universe is going to be over there organizing all this stuff. Like I don't have to worry about that. I just worry about my little piece over here and so much easier to work that way. Exactly. And that brings that empowering piece back too. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I don't feel disempowered around all these things that I can't control. Like I'm empowered to show up in the way that feels good to me and that I know I can, right? Yes, absolutely. So this last one is one that I think has been talked about a lot on the podcast. And I love when things repeat themselves because in any sort of exploration, when you start seeing something again and again and again, what that says to me is that there's truth to it. Mm -hmm, And your third tip is celebration and gratitude. Mm -hmm. So how does that impact joy for you? I mean, I feel like that's like the beginning and end of it really, right? Like um, if I am celebrating what is already being brought to me, more things always show up, right? If I am 
grateful for what I have, more things to be grateful for show up. And I feel like if you're not someone that's really practiced gratitude a lot before, like it sounds so cheesy to say it like that sometimes. Like I almost cringe saying it yeah, because it feels too easy. Oh, mm-hmm. I just say thanks for the things I have and the more things show up. But like it actually is that easy. It's just that I think a lot of us don't do that regularly because one, it feels too easy. And two, I think sometimes it actually reflects to us how powerful we are. Like sometimes I'm still startled by the fact that when I really get grateful and excited about something, it actually shows up and it's scary almost sometimes how powerful we can be, right? Yes. And I think too, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference for me from going through the motions of gratitude. Yeah versus actually experiencing the emotional shift of gratitude. And when you combine both of these elements together, it's like night and day different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you doing like a gratitude journal is great. I think it's, it's powerful. But if you just like list out some stuff and you're emotionally detached from all of these things, it's like, it's not going to do its magic sauce. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. actually when you sit in with these things and you really feel like you put them in your heart of how yes. much they mean to you. When you assign meaning to these things, that's what elevates it to a totally different level and why we get that sense of joy. Absolutely. It's like the experience behind it, right? Like I have this ring that I wear all the time and it says gratitude changes everything because I really think that it actually does. Like your whole experience of life changes when you actually lean into it. But again, it's like you know, it's that feeling behind it and it can feel scary to lean into. But I think that not only does it change like your trust within yourself, but like your trust with the universe's side of the triangle too, because you're grateful for the things that are showing up for you. Like I remember when I first started my business, I made like the biggest deal out of every client I got. Like so much celebration. I would buy like a champagne bottle every time. Like I would, I mean, this is like actually embarrassing, but I would like draw a heart and like write their name on it and put on my bulletin board. I mean, I still do some little practices like that all the time, but I really think that's why I filled up my coaching practice really fast because I was so flippin' excited every time that it was like hard for it not to show up again. No, I love that because I was just getting ready to ask you how you actually <laughs> celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this, I have been working with a new coach recently and there's this love book that she had me create. And it's, it's actually where I like physically transcribe anything nice that anybody says to me, like any compliments mm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to be putting in this book, like the times where I feel proud of myself, mm-hmm. you know, anytime that a new client chooses to work with me, that's such a big deal to me. It's like, wow, you know, there are millions of people that you could have chosen to work with. And you picked me like, and that's something that I really honor and cherish, you know, cause we're going to do some really transformational work together or, um, you know, having my retreat be a success, for instance, like really writing down all of these things of like, let like pouring into me, mm-hmm. you know? So this book, I'm sure I want it to be full by the end of the year and really start to make a better practice about writing these things down. Cause I also think there's something different when we physically write something. Yes. Take it out of us and into something else. I totally agree. It's like almost like really crazy to me how, um, I can like go back and look at like, that's my journal right there. Like I can go back and like look at old journals. Right. And see like, Holy crap, that actually 
happened or like I really did bring that to life. Um, yeah. Or I can like really feel the emotion in it because I think there is something about putting it on paper and then also like having that to cherish. Like imagine you looking back on this book five years from now, like that's pretty incredible to think about. I know. I'm excited. So you are giving everybody a free quiz, which is called the missing piece mm. quiz. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah. So for me, I think when I think about success in business, like the framework that I use with my clients and that I really think makes all the difference is the idea of like mindset strategy and execution. So Mm. a lot of things we were talking about today, like the mindset you're bringing to the table and then like, do you actually have some strategy of how to like get that goal to fruition? And then are you actually moving on it? (laughs) Like, are you doing the things? Cause if not, like we got to go back to mindset, right? Right. So what I find is that like most business owners are usually doing one or two of those well and they're missing another piece and feeling really frustrated. Like a lot of my clients that hire me will come to me and be like, well, you know, I'm a mindset coach, but I really need more help with mindset. I need you to help me with the mindset. And I'm like, girl, you got your mindset down. You actually need to execute. You know, like we think we need more of the thing that we already have. So the missing piece is like, let's actually look at which of these pieces is really missing in your business. So you can have some good perspective about where to really put your time, energy and effort in a way that will serve you instead of kind of like trying to do more of the same thing. Right. Yes. I love that. So you guys are getting access to that today and it's going to be at a lit slash quiz. Those links as well as all the links to connect with Lacey are going to be down in the show notes. So you definitely want to go and check those out. Lacey. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest and sharing so many great tools with my audience. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to talk to you as always. So I'm so glad to be here. I know. So much fun. And everybody, I hope you have an amazing weekend. We will talk to you in a couple of days for another Motivational Monday. 